Welcome, listener, to the podcast with no name. And uh, to get us started today, we have Graham. Welcome, Graham. Thank you for that introduction. Fantastic one. Um, look, tonight we're um, here with myself and four great individuals. Um, we have Eddie, the only person I know who has thought about rubbing his nuts over a cheese grater. Also, an expert in all things life, once described as a man for all seasons. I prefer to say he is just summer. Eddie, how are you? Yeah, good. I should maybe clarify the fact that I haven't actually thought about rubbing my nuts across a cheese grater. It was more a, um, a declaration of what I would rather do than do something that I don't want to do. You're very okay. passionate about rugby union, I believe. Yeah, really, but it's... I would mm. rather rub my nuts across a cheese grater than watch rugby union. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just glad to clear all that up. We're also here tonight with Princess, the best princess since Diana. Not sure if you are in the same league, but you're getting there, definitely. Also a big thinker and could definitely win the quiz tonight in your sleep. She's a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. Also pop and house and totally 80s. Princess, how are you? Hello, Graham. Thank you for such a sterling introduction. I'm fine and I'm looking forward to bantering with you all tonight. Fantastic. And we're also joined by Sid. Now, Sid wants to be, I'm not sure, Sid's not or Sid Vicious, but he's just Sid to us, the man, another thinker, but not in the Princesses League. Once described as a man for no seasons. (laughs) Sid, how are you? Yeah. I, I'm very good, Graham, and I, I do plan to beat the princess and show her to be the real princess that she is, and uh, yeah, to prove that I'm the man for four seasons. We're also here with uh, Miss Pengua, or is it Miss Mrs. Penguin? I'm not sure. Can you tell us a bit about Mrs. Her? Penguin? Mrs. Penguin. Penguin. The Penguin. And I believe that's from uh, a certain show. Can you tell us? Yeah, so it's it's from um, the wedding party episode of Faulty Temples. Fantastic. Um, I didn't know that, to be honest. I remember it, um, but I would never have guessed. Um, So it's great to all be here together tonight. It is a quiz. Yes, it is a quiz. But we're actually going to do a little bit of an introduction for each other in in, in the first 10 questions. So it's a bit of a get-to-know-you-well type of uh, 10 questions. Um, Why, this does sound like fun. Now, the first question could be, who sang? I'd like to get to know you well. Does anyone remember? Oh, I do. I, I do know this. I'd like to get to know you well. I'd like to get to know you well. 1980s, about 84, 83, 84. Uh, Howard Jones. Yes, Howard Jones. Oh, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Fantastic. Okay, <laughs> here we go. And I think we'll start with Princess. Name something significant that happened in the year you were born. And walked on the moon. So that'd be Is that significant? Yeah. Yeah. If you believe it happened, it's significant. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, yourself, you're a little bit older than the rest of us, aren't you? Yeah, I am. So what happened in your birth year? Uh, man walked on the moon. Fantastic. This is going well. And <laughs> Sid, you're a bit younger than all of us. What happened in your birth year? There was the Isle of Wight Festival 
and Janice Joplin died. Ooh. Miss Pengua, um, I'm not sure what happened in your birth year. Um, Cyclone Tracy happened. 70? 74. 74. There you go. You are way too young. Yeah, but less um, kilometres on the clock than all of us, I tell you. Unbelievably, what happened in my birth year was man walked on the moon. There you go. All right. Back to the princess. What's the oh. first major world event you can recall as a child? Well, you know, I was just thinking about that when Mrs. Penwas mentioned her birth year because Cyclone Tracy is the first event that I can remember. Um, my dad took me out on the back veranda of my great-grandparents' place and told me about the great big storm that had hit Darwin and how all the houses got blown away and Santa Claus couldn't come even before the song got written. My dad told me that Santa Claus couldn't come mm. to the children. And um, from then on, I've, you know, my parents bought the Benefit album. They had a big concert and put out an album of the concert. My parents bought that. I used to play it on the record player. Um, so, yeah, and I've um, a couple of my friends were in Cyclone Tracy and they each have harrowing stories about it. So, can imagine. Um, yeah, Cyclone Tracy's the one for me. Okay, thank you for that. Eddie, what about you? Yeah, I don't know if I, it was just that I blocked a lot of childhood out, but the first thing I can remember, the first world event, was when the Challenger space um, shuttle blew up. My dad used to come and wake me up for every shuttle launch. And, yeah, we watched it live and would uh, just Ooh. remember it being very, very... Um, scary <laughs> a lot of jokes were actually made before any of this stuff hit the ground yes I'm not sure if you remember <laughs> yes about the school teacher on there it was rather cruel yeah went up geography came back history <laughs> oh, oh <dear. laughs> I can remember sitting in class and people asking how many ast astronauts you fit in an ashtray at least we can say it's not too soon. What does NASA well, stand for? What does this, do? this one need another need seven, another seven astronauts. astronauts? And then, then you know, down the track, they do the documentaries about what happened to it. Yeah, and um, this I've never known so much about O rings. Well, yeah, but those poor people were alive, dropping back to Earth. Mm. They weren't dead. And what was going through their head at the time? Ooh. There was not another the person behind them. <laughs> not while they were falling. Okay. They were still alive while they were falling. Sid, <laughs> first um, major world event you can recall as a child. And I can also remember how I remembered it. I was watching the television and I was just seeing this really strange footage of these people pushing helicopters off uh, like a carrier into the water. Oh, yeah. And, yeah I, and I remember saying, why are they doing that? It makes no sense at all. And then I was trying to explain to me, like, the Americans are leaving Vietnam. And it's that famous footage where they yeah. just were kind of like every type of machinery they didn't want the opposition to have, they were just dumping into the ocean. And I remember just thinking, that doesn't make any sense. It's very like, wasteful. Why would you get rid of your equipment? Yeah. Why could you take it back home? I so, doubt they do yeah, that. I today. really remember that footage very, very well. They have been. They've been leaving stuff in Afghanistan as they leave. 
Oh, yeah, because the Taliban they, They've something. got a bit of history at doing that. Um, Mrs. Yeah. Pengua, um, what about you? Um, it's as, probably... As, as the youngest one of these. <laughs> probably John Lennon being shot oh, yeah. in 1980. Mm. I, I remember that. You know, my parents used to, you know, play the Beatles. Like, I think you're born knowing who the Beatles are. And I remember, yeah. you know, seeing, watching that on the news and... Just, you know, my brother, he's a bit older than me and everyone in my family just being really upset and, yeah. I think we're still all upset. Um, mine yeah, would be, absolutely. Mine, mine would be the Falklands War, I think. That, yeah. that, that's my first. Oh. I have a very vague, uh, well, a very grainy memory of... Gough Whitlam standing on the steps of Parliament yeah. House doing the well may they say mm. um, God save the Queen. With Norman Gunston under his Gunston. left yeah. armpit. My dad was no, actually well, there that day. Oh really? Wow. Because yeah. um, my parents always watch the news and you know you're hanging around what while that's on and it was all over the news. I can remember that. I I didn't get the significance of it at the time but I, I, I can remember it being on the news. Talking about John Lennon, I think that's right up with there. Like, people remember where they were when they heard Princess Diana died. People remember yeah. where they were when they heard John Lennon. And John Lennon, I remember I was travelling in the train. I read on the front of a newspaper, it just said, Lennon is dead. Tell us a time that you got in trouble either at home or at school. Probably the, the most memorable one. She never got in trouble. Not as a child. <laughs> I never. Oh, please share. Oh, come I never, on. I never really got in trouble as a child because no. I was I was insufferably good. Um, Still a child. Um, my parents held a party. One of their employees and I had several drinks and this person went wandering off and I couldn't find him. And my parents, my mother was furious that A, I was drunk and B, I lost my drinking partner blindly climbing in and out of trucks and sleeper cabs trying to find um, their employee, my our friend, and we didn't find him. The police found him the next morning. He must have tried to get home and they found him asleep in a gutter. Okay, Eddie. <laughs> yes. Tell us, about, tell us about a time you got in trouble. Year six, we had to write in everybody's book. And they would take it away. Like a yearbook? Yeah, like a yearbook, yeah. Anyway, I wrote in, in uh, this girl's book. I couldn't think of anything to write, so I wrote out the poem of the good ship Venus and it somehow got to the teacher with all the F words in it and I was made a real example of by Mr Watts, as you you remember Mr Watts, do you? How he used to... He wasn't in a good mental place. He wasn't, was he? He was... Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I got in a lot of trouble over that. Yeah, in hindsight, it's probably not a real bad thing. But, um, yeah, back then, when you got in trouble at school, I guess it kind of meant a bit more than it does uh, for kids these days. <laughs> they don't seem to care. No, definitely. But thank you for sharing that. I've learned something about you. Um, Sid, what about you? Uh, there's, like, part A and part B of this story. Uh -oh. um, usually, my yeah, I have to set up a context. I usually flew under the radar because my brother was constantly doing 
dodgy wrong things. So if I did something dodgy, it'd always be far less dodgy than what he did. But I think the one time that we worked in cohorts and uh, we started playing with matches in the garage and uh, lo and behold, part of the garage came on fire, but we managed to put it out. And I remember just being so scared because I think I was about seven and thought, oh, dad's going to be absolutely livid with us. But he sat down and spoke to us very calmly. Uh, my brother, not to be outdone, um, decided to go back in the next day and actually light the fire up properly. Mrs. Pingwa. I have so many, and it's hard to really choose between home or school. There, it must have been year 11. We had this special guest from the military come and give a talk to us. And he possibly had the worst lisp you could ever have. And he spent the whole time talking about codes and cipher. <laughs> and it was, and Kirsty, if you're listening, like you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Like we just got the giggles and we couldn't. Like and, now. Yeah. And like he must have said it a hundred times this code, codes and ciphers, codes and ciphers, codes and ciphers. And even to this day, I just think of that moment. And you know, when you get the giggles, you just cannot stop. And oh, yeah. we got kicked yeah. out of kicked out of the classroom and into the hallway and where we just roared with laughter and yeah, it was uh, it was it was funny. And I cannot, you know, say code and ciphers without having a lisp to this day, you know, thirty <laughs> odd years later. Um, mine would probably be when I was very young and I don't actually remember it, but I've been told many times by family members that um Set the scenario. My, my parents used to have dinner alone on their own and we never had dinner with them. We'd always eat dinner earlier with myself and my sisters. One night I've gone in, I've found a packet of matches and I've set up, I've set the the blinds in the lounge room on fire and my sisters run out to my parents in the kitchen and said, the place is on fire. And my parents were like, no, no, go away. Go away, leave us alone, have dinner on our own. And they only found out when the smoke started coming through into the kitchen that it actually was on fire. Apparently they found me under the bed hiding, which I think is pretty cool. Nice story. That does sound like a Faulty Towers episode. Mm. <laughs> for, for the benefit of the listener, Graham's not my brother. Now, it gets a bit interesting here. Was your first kiss memorable? And we're not, we're not talking mum and dad kiss. We're talking like with, you know, when you're in your maybe formative teenage years. Was it memorable? And if so, tell us why. Princess. Yes. No. I'm not it? telling why. Okay. You're going to hold that secret? Yep. Okay. Fair enough. Eddie. Um, I, I remember it being very uh, sloppy and I didn't know what to do with my lips. Was it with Princess? No. <laughs> no. no, it wasn't with Princess. <laughs> okay. Just, just clearing that up. For the listener. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, Eddie, I didn't want to laugh so hard then, but sorry. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> sorry, Eddie, um, a bit more um, information there? Oh, golly. <laughs> okay. Is that, is that what you're sharing, Eddie? Anything else? <laughs> no, no, that's about it. I, I just had really floppy lips. And I just can't, yeah. You know, Nothing's you, changed, right? You find yourself in a situation where you, you've built it up for so long and you think it's just going to be fantastic and then it yeah. just wasn't. 
and it was all I, I, I don't think you're a lone ranger on that one no <laughs> yeah uh mrs penguin let's go to you <laughs> i i can't even remember like who knows Cough it out. certainly wasn't memorable no honest the honest truth i can't even remember it was probably in like year five or something i don't know wow clearly wasn't starter. wasn't memorable but no, mine was about that age yes i i don't know okay sid what about you tell us all about it uh i was actually studying with someone and we'll this goes sound really cliche we're practicing our french and i asked her if i could kiss her in french and she said yes then we did and was it memorable uh yeah because it felt very out of body felt really strange but uh okay but the thing is yeah i asked her not in english that's probably what stood out well, mine is kind of sad it was a girl called kathy and it was on a a New South Wales train on the way home from the city one night, I think I was 15. And um, if you can picture this, she was lying down on one of the chairs, the seats, and I was on top. It was my first kiss, and I ended up with the nickname Waterfall. <laughs> anyway. What was your first casual job in your teenage years, Princess? My parents were self-employed. They had trucks, and I worked in the business. Um I, whatever needed to be doing, mostly clerical. I answered phones and helped with orders and things and I would tarp trucks and untarp trucks and fold tarps and dry them out. I've, I used to have to pump brake lines of semi-trucks uh, a lot. Sound, sounds exciting. Oh, I can't tell you. A lot of truck stuff. Truck stuff. It was a truck mm. business. Cool. Eddie, what about you? This was my first job and also the one that I got sacked after the first day that I was there. I, I got up early in the morning. It was like a four o'clock start. I had to go to Woolworths and use the, the cleaning machine. So you'd go around and check each aisle or whichever was the grottiest, you would have to clean it with the, the big machine that has the big round thing that spins on the bottom. The interview went something like, oh, so you, you know how these machines work, don't you? And I, of course, said, yes, yes, I do. Having never touched one before in my life, I turned it on. And it took off on me. It just like, it was all over the place. And it skipped across the floor and knocked over a display of like mm. 400 cans of soup that went all over the floor. And it's like watching, like watching Superstore. Yeah, that was it. The manager arrived mm. at like seven in the morning and said, yeah, we won't be needing you to come back tomorrow morning. Um, yeah, that was my first job. They did pay me that, which was good. That is good. That is good. What about you, Mrs. Penguin? Penguin, sorry. Um, so like like Princess, my mother owned her own business. She was a hairdresser. And so I was working, you know, school holidays Saturday morning in her her business, helping her. And then I never really had sort of a part-time job or anything, but from from there I just went straight into my apprenticeship of hairdressing and that's what I've been doing ever since. That's what you That's did. good. And apparently, Sid, you, I heard your first job, you're a drug runner. Is that right? <laughs> I suppose that's one definition, but um, I used to be a chemist delivery boy. And uh, so literally a drug runner. On my BMX bike, I'd usually be delivering to old ladies. And I think now this is very much an extinct job because in the days of safety, like they wouldn't let 11 or 12-year-old boy 
uh, carry like high strength painkillers on his bike to people that say, there you go. But, you know, there were way different times back then. So technically speaking, I was probably more of a, a patsy. I didn't even know I was being a drug runner. There you go. It's, too it naive, sounds, but yeah. it sounds like fun anyway. My first job was um, the Reserve Bank of Australia. So I was 18. Um, before that, just mowing lawns and stuff like that. Okay, um, next up, what's the best advice you would give to your 18-year-old self? Loosen up. <laughs> I like that. Eddie? Buy Apple stock. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Penguin. Buy more concert tickets. Okay, Sid? you got to believe in something. Okay, my, mine would just simply be grow up. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so that's the uh, get to know you bit. Here we go, the uh, 20 question quiz. Uh, number one, this is an Olympics theme for probably the next four or five questions or thereabouts. Which Aussie swimmer famously had an issue with a Chinese swimmer called Sun Yang? Matt Horton. Horton. Yeah, okay. I think Sid just got in there, but Princess knew it. Mm-hmm. Which Aussie has won the most athletic medals at the Olympics? In athletics, has won the most medals. Edwin Flag. Bum bum. Shirley Strickland, Delahunty, seven medals. Who is the most successful Australian woman at the Olympics ever? Betty Cumberland. Anyone else? Susie O'Neill. Dawn Fraser. Who is the most successful Australian male Olympian ever? Thorpey. You got it. Mm. So I'm gonna um, oh, five gold, go. three silver, one bronze. Who is the most successful Olympian ever? Oh, oh Phelps, the American. Michael Phelps. Yeah, you got mm. it. Michael Phelps. Check it out. Twenty-three gold, three silver, two bronze. That's a quite a haul, isn't it? We'll never yeah. be. How beat. many bongs? How many bongs? <laughs> <laughs> gold How many bongs? That um, too? Well, 23 gold, <coughs> maybe maybe 32 bombs. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I think you did a bit of line marking too. <laughs> Who lit the cauldron at this year's Olympics? Oh, the tennis player. Oh, the Naomi tennis Osaka. Yep. Very good. Um, who rode Kaiba TikTok to gold medal success at the 1992 Olympics? Oh, God, the Aussies in these eighth Olympics. Hoy. Hoy. No, it's not. Close. Merv Bennett? No. Jockey. Matt Ryan. Which Australian has been to the most Olympic Games? This will be his eighth. Andrew Hoy. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> good on him. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It is incredible, actually. Well done. Go Australia. Um, speaking of Australia, we're going to jump into some Australian questions. What year Jervis Australia... No, pretty close. <laughs> you, you guys are like incredible. What year did Australia get their first female prime minister? And I'll give you a multiple, multiple oh. choice: two thousand seven, two thousand nine, two thousand and ten, or two thousand and twelve. Two thousand nine. Oh, hang on. Who said two thousand and ten? Me. Twenty ten. Correct. Two thousand and ten oh. to two thousand and thirteen. Okay. Which is the largest desert in Australia? Multiple choice. The Great Victoria, the Great Sandy, the Simpson, or the Gibson? 
Gibson. Great Sandy. Simpson. Great Sandy. Well, it's the great Victorian. Wow. Oh. Funnily enough, the great Victorian is 52% in WA and 48% in South Australia. Who succeeded Harold Holt as the Prime Minister after he was lost at sea? And it was in a caretaker capacity. Was it? Oh, yeah, he's only was in it John Gorton, was it? No, McEwen. McEwen. Yeah. First name? Mister. Harold. Think John Gorton and then put McEwen there. John McEwen? Gorton McEwen. Gorton McEwen. McEwen. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are so funny. <laughs> what is the most common dairy cow in Australia? Jersey. Frisian. Yeah, Frisian. And um, I reckon you get you get half a point for Frisian. It's Holstein. Okay. What a Frisian moo cow? No, Holstein Frisian. There's no moo cow here. Okay. 75% of Australian dairy cows are Holstein Frisians. Okay. Who has more sheep per person, Australia or New Zealand? New Zealand. New Zealand. But I don't know who counts them, but apparently it's New Zealand. Five for every one person. Australia is 4.3. Wow. So oh, geez. New Zealand apparently has 40 million sheep and Australia has 110 million sheep. For what reason would a cow isolate itself? Giving birth. Mad there's, cow. There's two reasons. One is actually when it's pregnant. The other one is when it's sick. Cows tend to like to stick together, but they do isolate for certain reasons. Um, how many, what percentage of cows are male? I don't know which one's filled out the census. Okay, let's be specific. What percentage are born male or what percentage survive the first week male? Oh, gee, Princess, you might teach wow. me something there, but, but aren't most male cows actually called bulls or steers? A steer is a gelded cow, oh. so they're all bulls until they're gelded. Oh, if you look it up, they'll, they'll say all cows are female. What? I knew that. Oh, of course. <laughs> that's, that's why they're cows. I was, I was wondering yeah. how long this is going to go on for. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> I was just watching this thinking, cows? There's only that's probably a thought <laughs> the, um, the audience will have too. On average, how many quarter pounders can be made from one cow? How oh, many what? How many quarter pounders? Oh, oh, let's say, I'll just throw it out there, 120. Apparently, the answer is 2,000. 2,000? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in the US. <laughs> yeah, when was the first iPhone put on sale? 2007. What is the biggest selling car in the history of the world? Brandon name. Toyota Corolla. Yeah, I would say Toyota Corolla. You got it. You got it. Australia comes from the Latin word Australis. What does Australis mean? Ooh. South. Does it mean no. earth or something? Ground? Earth? Something like that? Light? Someone, someone south? Was, princess, uh, that, that's you saying south? Mm. What do you think, Sid? Uh, south or southern. Yeah. 
That's pretty good. Okay, what is the most traded commodity in the world? Gold. Silver. Pepper. What? <laughs> Pepper. <laughs> Some sort Pepper. of spice or something. <laughs> oh, no. Coffee. Cinnamon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Coffee. No, it's crude oil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Who has scored the most ducks in cricket test matches? The master. Backyard ones or real ones? The uh, proper test match cricket. In test match cricket. Yeah. The most ducks. Last name Walsh. Courtney Walsh, you're kidding. Courtney Walsh, yes. Yeah, Courtney Walsh did play like 2,000 test matches. Yeah, I guess. Maybe yeah, not 2,000, but close to it. What does the MS in MSNBC stand for? Microsoft. Ding, ding. And the NBC? Uh, National Broadcasting Corporation. Close company. Um, in what year did England play Germany at White Hart Lane and all in the English team gave the Nazis salute? 91. It was before the Second World War. I was going to say 1930-something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been to plenty of football games in the UK where that can happen. <laughs> they get pretty feral, True. don't they? 33 yeah. or 34? It was 1935. There you go. Oh. And that's pretty much it wrapped up. Mm. Can you throw, if you got more, do you want to throw a couple more at us? Just right, out of curiosity? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's go. This and some of you might have heard this question before, but we'll see. What is the full name of Charles Darwin's book best known as The Origin of the Species? You're dead, dumbass. Oh. Close. Very, very close. <laughs> That's a movie title. It's the origin of the species by means of natural selection or the preservation of favoured races in the struggle for life. No wonder it was shortened. Yeah. First published in 1859. Who quoted, who said this? It's easier to fool people than to convince them that they are wrong. Donald Trump. Oh, we never thought that much to say that. Um, Oh, he stole it. Was it Charlie Chaplin or something like someone like that? Go back a bit. No, oh, probably a little bit earlier. A writer, James Joyce. Very thin. Oh, oh, Mark Twain. Yes, Mark Twain. And does anyone know Mark Twain's real name? Someone Clemens. Samuel Clemens. Samuel Langhorn Clemens. Yeah, very close. Langhorn sounds very American, doesn't it? Well, Graham, these were excellent questions. Thank you very much. They were. It kind of reminds me how we used to do um, trivia, mm. COVID trivia. Yeah, that was good. And do you remember how first prize was two sheets of toilet paper? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, viewer, for listening to uh, Graham's 20 questions. I hope you had as much fun as we were pretending to do. And if you want to hear more exciting stuff like this, uh, I'm wondering, Eddie, could you tell us how can people get in contact with us or you, the one viewer, how could you request more? Yes, Sid, that's a great question. What the viewer can do is go over to our Facebook page. We're at facebook.com slash podnoname, or you can get us through the shortcut, which is at podnoname, and our email address is podnoname at gmail.com. 
So feel free to send us an email. And if we get a chance, because we're pretty busy these days, uh, we'll try and sift through those uh, hundreds of emails and um, get yours uh, maybe live read on air. Um, can we do that too? Oh, look, absolutely. I mean, there's got to be a prize for the first person who sends us an email. There's got to be a prize for anybody who sends us an email. Well, at least we, we, we can pretty much guarantee that it'll be right on air. Correct. I think so. We'd be so stoked to actually get that much attention. Well, we've got nothing but time. Look, uh, thank you for joining in, listener, and uh, what a great time had by you all. Thank you very much. Thank you, Graham, for the questions. Good night from me. It's good night from everyone else. Good night. So, so what would your drag queen name be? Oh, my name, my uh, drag queen name would be Samantha Campbellwara. Oh, nice. Mm. Hang on, how does that work? Well, name look, you can choose and yeah. the first street you lived on. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Killer East. Oh, nice. What about you? What was the first option again? Your first first dog or first pet? First pet and and the the first street street you lived on. Oh, Tiger Gibbs. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit Really brilliant. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's a really brilliant name. Tiger Gibbs. That's what it would be. Mine might be Lindy Queen. (laughs) (laughs) That's good too. They're they're very good. They're very good. Mm. What's yours? Like... So if I did the, you know, like the porn star name, drag queen name, it would be Hunter McNichol. But my, it's good, isn't it? it and is. if, and if, I cheated, if I cheated a little bit and changed it to the porn star one and did this, my second dog, it would be Randy McNichol. Even better. Done. I know, I know. <laughs> it's like I'm wasted in what I'm doing right now. Um, but, but my drag queen name. I could see that on DVD covers already. So I know, I know. I've seen them. It's amazing. Um, I've been to but Canberra. I, but my drag queen name would be Terry Towling. <laughs> it's the best. Like oh, imagine. The best. It. I know. I know. That so, is good. Yeah. That's I know. Fantastic. I'm very. <laughs> I love it. So like... you know, tiaras. We could we could do that. You know. Mm. And, and, we could do and, it. See where we end up. 